Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, hockey is starting, NBA upcoming, baseball playoffs soon as well. Plus, hey, the Ryder Cup so you can lay some money down on Team USA as well. 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Trey Waluski of Under Armour Golf, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, and our great friends over at Bonnet Sales and Service. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, when your garage door fails, man, call Bonnet Sales, family-owned and operated for over 50 years. They'll cover you no matter what county you live in, in and around Central New York. And when you get those brand new garage doors onto your home, it changes the entire complexion of where you live. Bonnet Sales and Service, Route 11 in Central Square. And of course, you can get free estimates today at Bonnet Sales and Service, the official garage door of the ML Sports Platter. And thanks to friends of the platform, the Swan and Whitaker families, as well as Bob Lindsley and Daryl Abert. Week 8, NFL in the books. Let's recap it all going all the way back to last Thursday. And the Bills, you know, they barely got out of this one, you know, with the win. I mean, uh, I think from a Buffalo perspective, you had to feel a lot better about the timing, rhythm, uh, you know, Josh Allen of the offense, uh, you know, Ken Dorsey dialing up plays and all the rest. They had the Diggs, Davis, Kincaid, Shakir, you know, sort of four pack uh, going up against Tampa and uh, it worked. It, it, you know, they played to, uh, uh, you know, an early lead. They got going. Um, you know, Allen was running it here and there a little bit as well. Um, you know, James Cook got in the act. It was an overall better offensive game. It was a better, uh, definitely a, 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 a much improved game in terms of the play calling as well. Uh, but the problem with the Bills, of course, was, hey, you know what? They're up 17 to 10 at the half. They score right out of the shoot in the third quarter. 
and it's a two-touchdown game. And there were multiple fourth downs. Sean McDermott elected to not go for any of them. And you're kind of like, well, why can't you go for a few of them? Because if you get one of them, the game becomes a three-possession game, and then you're making Baker Mayfield throw it all over the yard, which he did throw it all, all over the yard. He was extremely inaccurate. He does have weapons. He does have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But it was a two-touchdown game. You know, 10:40 in, the Bills got one of those classic Josh Allen drives, right? Nine plays, 75 yards over 420. It ended with a Gabe Davis four-yard touchdown. But the the Bills couldn't just step on the throat, step on the throat, step on the throat. And both teams just kept trading possessions back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you're like, dude, if Tampa gets a touchdown here, I'm really getting nervous. And sure enough, they not only get a touchdown, a Mike Evans uh, catch from Baker Mayfield, but they get the two-point conversion. They end up getting the ball back. The Bills didn't go for it on the fourth and short. That one was the one I could almost agree with with McDermott because you know, if you don't get it, you're giving them half the field and all the rest. So you're like, oh boy. But the other ones, goodness, if you get one of those and you get at least three points, just three points, it becomes a three possession game. The Bucks get the ball back. Sure enough, it's like tick-tock, tick-tock. They don't have any timeouts. They get up to midfield and Baker Mayfield throws a Hail Mary in which, you know, Chris Godwin, you know, if he turns around like a second and a half or two beforehand, that ball is in his arms and the Bills lose and the season might be going off the rails. So that's how close it got. I feel like the Bills either crush teams or they look completely flat the entire game and they barely win like they did against the Giants or their offense starts so, 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 so slow and they end up getting going. But then by that point, it's too late, you know, either taking a lead and then something happens like the Patriot game or uh, the Jaguar game, uh, whatever the case may be. And and then they can't, they can't finish the job. So uh, it's one of those things where they lose one of those ways um, I think overall, if you're a Bills fan like I am, uh, you know, I think you, you have to feel a lot better about the offensive situation. You have to feel better also about the mini buy because now you have all this time off. I mean, the Bills have, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, and then Sunday pretty much the entire day, um, you know, into the evening for the Cincinnati game. Uh, obviously, and then you've got a lot more time after that to which you play Denver at home for a Monday nighter and then the the Jets and you can't take the Broncos lightly because they just beat the Chiefs. You can't take the Jets lightly because they're a good team and because they beat you without Zach Wilson in week one or uh, without uh, Aaron Rodgers in week one. Then you go at Philadelphia and then you have the bye week and then five more games to go with the Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, and the Dolphins. This game you could simply say was more that, I mean, I think above anything, This is when you have a franchise quarterback, you win these kind of games, right? It was nip and tuck. Bills didn't step on their throat. Uh, All these different things that happened. What happens if Baker Mayfield makes a couple more plays, right? And now, look, he threw for two touchdowns. He went 25 of 42. But, like, those 17 incompletions were, ugh. Josh Allen only had nine incompletions in this game. He did throw the pick. I didn't like the play call. Uh, He did go in the tent, scary moment, came back out, threw the pick, uh, but then, you know, was able to... Uh, you know, shake himself out of the pocket, throw to Dalton Kincaid on the run for a touchdown, hit Gabe Davis on a great throw, uh, and all was well uh, for the Bills. He had 41 yards rushing. He had a touchdown there as well. Uh, 365 combined yards from scrimmage, only nine incompletions, and he had three touchdowns to account for. Again, Allen greater than Baker Mayfield. You could probably take that more than anything uh, from this game. Tampa Bay was not able to run the football in this game. And uh, the Bills just were able to kind of get into a rhythm and uh, get their get their game going early um, in this game. Obviously, you know, Vita Vea not really being a factor in this game helped Buffalo 
as well. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Huge game for the Bills this Sunday night against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Dolphins 31-17 winners over the Patriots. Very, very simple. You just can't cover Mostert and Waddle and Hill. I mean, the Patriot defense was guessing the entire way, and the Dolphins now are 4-0 at home, 6-2 overall. And if you're a Miami fan, you want that home field advantage because you feel like this is the Corvette that can only, you know, drive on the fast, clean roads, right? And so uh, Miami gets it done against the Patriots. Tremendous overall game for the Cowboys just in every facet. They're undefeated at home at 3-0, 5-2 overall. Prescott was uh, pretty much flawless. Pollard was great. CeeDee Lamb was uncoverable in this game, and the defense was tremendous uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, rattling Matt Stafford and company. Just a tremendous, tremendous game, a tremendous win for the Cowboys overall. I'm not sure how real this team is right now. I think we're going to have to find out against the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend, but when you look at an all-three-phases game, a little sip of Dr. Pepper there. Uh, when you look at an all-three-phases kind of game that you needed from the Cowboys, this was kind of an arrival game. Okay, we did it. Now, can you sustain it? That's what I think a lot of people wanted to see out of the Dallas Cowboys this year. Um, we know they're full of talent. We know they have Micah Parsons. We know they have C.D. Lamb. We know all of that, but we need to see the overall complete team that can go up against teams in the NFC. Well, now they're going up against the best team in the NFL and their main rival in the Eagles. So buckle up, man. This week in the NFL is going to be absolutely terrific. Vikings 24-10 winners over the Packers, but losers from the sense that Kirk Cousins is gone with the torn Achilles for the entire season. Super sad here too because, you know, they're getting Hawkinson going and Osborne going and a ground game going with a, a, a bunch of players and, they're you know, they're going to get Justin Jefferson back soon and it was just all sort of coming together, man, you know, and like Jordan Addison was blooming into this ridiculous, you know, uh, number two option behind Justin Jefferson, man, and it's just unfortunate. You know, they have Akers and Madison in the backfield working off each other as well. Uh, the offense was starting to come, right? I feel like, you know, uh, th- this, this, this offense that was, uh, sort of envisioned a year and a half ago, you know, with Kevin O'Connell, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's, it was kind of like there, kind of like there, right? When Jefferson went down, but even when he went down, Addison was still able to fill in. You're like, okay, it's there. This is the offense. Well, mm, now Kirk Cousins, you know, and that stuff, it, it just kills you. Those kind of injuries kill you. You know, and the Vikings at four and four, you're like, wow, here they are. They climbed all the way back. The offense is coming along and then bang, they get this big blow. Just an awful, awful, awful break for the Vikings. I don't think they should give up though. I think they should still try to go for it, try to make the playoffs and build for the future as well. Because at four and four, you can get in, in the NFC. The Packers are just a terrible football team at two and five. Titans winners at home, 28 to three. And now you've got, if you're Arthur Smith, a major, major, major dilemma at quarterback. Is it Taylor Heineke? Is it Desmond Ritter? I mean, my gosh, they just cannot move the ball consistently on offense. DeAndre Hopkins went off in this game, and Will Levis, yes, indeed, chip on the shoulder and all the rest. Boy, does he have a monster arm. The product from Kentucky, who dropped all the way to the second round. It's only one game, but maybe, maybe, maybe the Titans have found their quarterback. We need a lot more than that as a sample size. Derrick Henry with a 100-yard game. DeAndre Hopkins showed his unbelievable talent still exists with 128 yards and three touchdowns on four catches. Saints go into Indianapolis in one of the shockers of the week for me, 38-27. to Alvin Kamara was running all over the football field and just an overall good game 
for the Saints. I was shocked because you never know what they're going to do away from the Superdome, but they win by double digits over the Colts. One of the ugliest games you'll ever see, Jets and Giants. It's victorious for the New York Jets, 13-10. to It was just defense and punts and ugliness and a Jets OT win on Zwerline's field goal. And you have to think if you're a Jet fan, let's keep hanging in there because if Aaron Rodgers is seriously going to be able to come back, we can make a run in January. Yes, that is right. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, which right now it looks like that might be the case. The Pittsburgh Steelers are atrocious offensively again. Uh, You know, you get one splash game, you're like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But I think the full sustainability just isn't there for Kenny Pickett. And the Steelers defense, they tried really their best that they could in this game to try to take the ball away as much as possible and to stop the Jaguars' offensive weapons. But you know what? It was too much, man. You know, ATN, Ingram, Trevor Lawrence, this team, um, too many guys to, you know, control. Calvin Ridley's running all over the place. Travis ATN is having a career season. Thank you very much. He's on my fantasy team. He had 149 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown caught in this game. He's just a spectacular spectacular football player and you know this Jaguar team is for real I mean they're six and two they can win at home they can win on the road in fact they're four and oh on the road right now a couple of uh, wins in London as well the Jaguars are are breathing down the necks of the Chiefs man them and the Chiefs and the Ravens are probably the three teams that are tops in the AFC although Cincinnati might have something to say about that and I'll get to them in a minute but the Jaguars what a tremendous win going in and winning physically They gutted it out, but they also had their skill players take over as well. Right now, the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. 38-31 winners over the Commanders. What a game for A.J. Brown. Again, 130 yards on two touchdowns, uh, on eight catches uh, for two touchdowns, I should say. The only thing I don't like about the Eagles, I mean, look, they have the best offensive line. They got Jalen Hurts. They got A.J. Brown. They have Devontae Smith. They have DeAndre Swift. They have a tremendous pass rush. Their linebackers fly all over the place. It's the secondary. I mean, the secondary really, really worries me. I know they have big play slay. I know that they have all these guys on this team, but man, do they give up big plays and they give up a lot of chunk yardage to the likes of Robinson Jr. and Dotson and Crowder and McLaurin and others on this Washington Commanders football team. And, you know, to me, that would be where my concern would lie. I mean, James Bradbury's back there, right? You have big play slay, but it's like, man, a lot of times they just give up a lot of a lot of big plays, and when guys get in the open field as well, tackling has been an issue for the Eagles. Those would be the only two holes, in my humble opinion, for the Philadelphia Eagles. It, they are areas I think that they can clean up, but my goodness, the Eagles are seven and one, and right now could easily be undefeated. Panthers big time win, fifteen to thirteen over the Texans. I think maybe they heard a lot about C.J. Stroud, you know, and and their guy isn't as good, and all the rest. Well, Bryce Young was the high passer in this game. 235 yards and a touchdown, and the Panthers get on the board with a big-time win. C.J. Stroud looked terrible in this game. Texans didn't really have any semblance of an offense, and they, being the Panthers, get their first win of the season. Typical Seahawks. Here we go. Their skill players took over when you needed them to. Geno Smith's touchdown uh, right to the left there. What a great throw that was to Smith and Jigba. And, uh, you know, Walker the third continues to run hard for yards. They don't turn it over. They play the line of scrimmage. They don't make mistakes. They game manage. I mean, you've heard this before. Pete Carroll and the gang, six and two. Excuse me, five and two, three and one at home. I'm telling you, we're at that spot again with the Seahawks, man. Don't give them home field advantage. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't do it because no team wants to go into Seattle with that twelfth man. Uh-uh. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. 
They lose 24-9 at Denver. A big-time shocker. It comes out afterwards that Patrick Mahomes is sick, whether he is or not. Still a lot of great players on the Chiefs team. In fact, right now that Chiefs team is basically winning with defense. Um, you know, I know Mahomes, Kelsey, Reed, we talk about that stuff all the time. People now, it's funny, isn't it? When you lose a couple of games, the 49ers have won, you know, lost three games in a row, and all of a sudden Brock Purdy, you know, he can't throw the football anymore. And, you know, it's 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 Wilkes on defense. You know, it's there's no more Robert Sala, and there's no more D'Amico Ryans, and now the defense stinks. But yet the first five games of the year, it was, wow, they're the best defense in the NFL. And Fred Warner's amazing, and Armstead, and Bosa, and all these guys coming at you. And now the Niners are, you know, taking a, seat, uh, a step back. So, uh, you know, they're now you know, probably in the backseat of the NFC. So uh, it's funny how things can change. Every week is crazy. Every week is emotional. The Kansas City Chiefs, though, they have been winning with defense. You know, George Karloftis was great in this game. Two and a half sacks. Uh, they lost the game, but they still had an unbelievable defensive performance. I mean, they had six sacks in this game. Six sacks, but they couldn't get it done. And Russell Wilson didn't do anything great. I mean, he threw three touchdowns, but he only had 114 yards on, on, on uh, you know, through the air. It was just kind of a nip and tuck game back and forth. <laughs> Denver's defense picked off Mahomes twice. Um, you know, Russ. It was just it was an ugly game actually. I mean, both teams were turning over left and right. In fact, Wilson fumbled it twice and lost one. It was just a matter of which team was left standing and made fewer mistakes. And in the end, it was the Denver Broncos doing that and just a, a brutal loss for the Kansas City Chiefs. ML Sports Platter with you here. We are recapping Week Eight in the NFL. I'm going to get to the rest of the games next as we are brought to you by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Rosie's Corner, Camillus Golf Club, and our great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. Platter back with you. Thanks to associate sponsor, Welch & Company Jewelers. Shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com for engagement rings, wedding rings, necklaces, bracelets, you name it. They have tremendous watches as well at Welch & Company Jewelers. Welchjewelers.com, the official jewelry store of the ML Sports Platter. The Ravens, they follow up a drubbing of Detroit, even though it was against a team now that's 1-7 in the Arizona Cardinals, still had to cross-country travel. They still had to get it done on the road. They still had to get it done against a guy who just won't take no for an answer in terms of Josh Dobbs. They played pretty darn well. Now, they went away from the run a few times, and then once they went back to it, they started to get unstoppable again. Gus Edwards, tremendous. 80 yards, 19 carries, three touchdowns there, and that set up Lamar and the gang for the rest of the way. Right now, the Ravens are a very scary team. I wouldn't want to play them. They play complimentary football, 6-2 and two and 4-1 and one on the road. Cincinnati Bengals, welcome back. Oh my goodness. Did they look tremendous drubbing the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. All phases of the game. Above all, of course, would be Joe Burrow, 28-32. His rating was 134.8. He played an almost perfect game. His QBR just below 90. Three touchdowns through the air. No picks, no mistakes. He ran it for 43 yards as well. You saw that swag. You saw that energy. Jamar Chase went off in this game. Uh, they got a ton of ground attack, a ton of pass attack, wicked balance on offense. When they play like that on offense, when they're throwing it to Chase and Burrow's on the run and throwing darts and you've got the rest of the field opening up for the likes of Higgins and Boyd and company, and then that defense. We know what the deal is in the AFC. How do you win? You win the Bengal way and you win the Chief way. The Bills, they have half of that way. They have Josh Allen. They don't have the pass rush that these other teams do. You know, they don't have Chris Jones and Karloftis. They don't have Trey Hendrickson and they don't have Sam Hubbard. Hubbard, Hendrickson each had a sack in this game. 
You know, we know that they don't have Jesse Bates anymore in the secondary. So they are getting even more from the front line. They are getting a ton, a ton of uh, uh, play stops by Logan Wilson. The guy continues to do it. The third rounder out of Cincinnati from 2020's draft. He's a monster. He is an absolute monster. Leads the defense. You can put him everywhere. Mike Linebacker. Wonderful. They're a really good defense when they get going. We know what kind of a defense they are because they shut down Patrick Mahomes, you know, with all those sacks in the postseason not too long ago. Brock Purdy, meanwhile, looked really shaky, two interceptions and all the rest. Kittle had a big game. Ayuk had a big game. But the Niners now have lost three in a row at home. They look a little bit vulnerable. And yes, the defense has given up a lot of big plays. Big time win for the Bengals. And now they have the Bills on Sunday night football. I wonder if people are going to watch that game. Chargers beat the Bears. Ugly performance across the board for Chicago. They are terrible. The Chargers, obviously Herbert and Eckler and company, too much there to handle for Chicago's defense. And the Bears continue to fall down the stairs and right towards a top pick in the NFL draft, if not the top two. Lions 26-14 winners over the Raiders. You know what it is? It's not just toughness anymore. It's not just the finesse of Jared Goff to St. Brown. You know, it's the fact that they can win on the road. The fact that they can win with next man up. They can win with depth. They can win with balance. They can win with versatility. They can win with uh, deception. They can win with absolutely terrific coaching. Jameer Gibbs was outstanding in this game. 152 yards and a touchdown. A lot of people ripped Detroit for taking him. I did not because he's not just a running back. Uh, They play him in a lot of different spots. Ben Johnson's a tremendous offensive coordinator. He will be a head coach next year. There is no doubt about it. I don't know if he'll be in Chicago or he'll be with the Chargers. If I'm the Chargers, I go get him for sure. Um, I'd love to see if I'm a Charger fan. My guy, Justin Herbert with Austin Eckler and that freaking offense. Although is Detroit's offense better than the Chargers? It might be. (laughs) Think about that for a second. It might be. You got Justin Herbert. You might take him over Jared Goff. Eh, I might, but not by much. Do you want to take Austin Eckler over Jameer Gibbs? You might want to, but not by much. I ain't taking any receiver for the Chargers over Amon Ross St. Brown, to tell you that right now. You know, Sam Laporta, tremendous player, tremendous tight end. You know, this roster's terrific, and they're winning with all those things I mentioned, and they smoke the Raiders, a team that's in absolute, absolute disarray. What a dumpster fire. Devontae Adams speaking out and frustrated. Sorry, dude. You were the one who also signed there. Sorry. Um, you know, you 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 went there. Um so just a stupid, stupid move. Um, Devontae Adams is one of the best players in all of football, but he is wasting away in Vegas. He is just, it's just become a stupid, stupid situation there. Um, I would never in a million years give confidence that, well, actually I stand corrected. He didn't sign there, but he got traded there. And in fairness though, Adams wanted out of Green Bay, you know, once he figured out, you know, the way things were shaken in, in, in Green Bay, right? You know, how it was going to go for Aaron Rodgers. Now you play the entire 2022 season, you know, in Vegas, obviously, you know, writing was on the wall that Rodgers, it was going to be his last year, blah, 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 blah. You know, so he gets traded. There was there was talk and friction that maybe Adams and Rodgers weren't getting along and all the rest. I don't know about any of that. But the Packers got a first-round pick and a second-round pick. 
and then the Raiders signed him to a five-year deal, making him the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. That's what I meant. He could have gotten traded there, kind of felt it out a little bit, and then been like, well, I don't know. Eh, this Josh McDaniels guy. I'm going to play with my old buddy Derek Carr from Fresno State, but eh, let's just see what the situation... Nope. Nope. Because he could have ridden that into free agency, right? I mean, he could have. But he signed a five-year deal to make him the highest paid receiver. So he did sign. He did commit long-term. He could have gotten traded there and then waited it out, I guess. But the Raiders are brutal. (laughs) And I don't think it's getting better anytime soon. So there you have it. NFL Week 8 is in the books. A lot of good games this week. Tomorrow on the show, I'll have a Week 9 NFL preview for you. One thing I didn't like about this week, nobody had a bye. I would have loved teams to have a bye. I like to uh, focus even that much more on the games at hand. The Allen Angus Pub, Bowers & Company CPAs, the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and Liverpool Physical Therapy bringing you this podcast, Liverpool Physical Therapy. Go get your shoulder, neck, back, knees, whatever it is done at Liverpool Physical Therapy for that post-op therapy. Or maybe you had a freak accident by the pool this past summer like me and dislocated your shoulder. Maybe you just have daily aches and pains. They can help you out. They are the best in the business. Liverpool Physical Therapy is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State and our awesome friends at Burton Ace Hardware. That's right. Ace is the place. Route 11 in Burton in front of the Burton Bridge. You can head there right now and shop for all of your fall items and needs. Of course, they still have a lot of the outdoor living patio, lawn and garden and all the rest. But get the fall decor, home and decor, building supplies, storage and organization, lighting and electrical, plumbing. It's all there as well. Brand names, they've got the top ones that you're looking for across the board. And I would recommend those Yetis as well. They have a full line of those at Burton Ace Hardware, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And sign up today for their rewards program as well. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is John Serino at CH Insurance. Over the years, the Orange have set a great example of teamwork. It's what we strive for every day with our talented team, clients, and partners. Follow us on social media. Go SU, we're in your corner. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.